0: Yeah, it's recording. Oh, I have to click on, got it. Okay.
1: So last week we were covering a couple of different topics. Uh, one of them was um, going through this um, metaphor slash model that uh, you suggested in terms of there being potentially uh, notable special frequencies where um, oh. transition is easier. So you're using yeah. the, the metaphor was of uh, a manual an automatic
0: transmission. A manual transmission.
1: Yeah, so, or rather a manual transmission, there's places where you don't need to use the clutch. Like if you're between right. like-
0: um, At the right moment, at the right, at the right uh, engine speed and, and velocity.
1: And so if you're like straddling uh, what might be alpha or theta under its like natural yeah. rhythms, that actually might be a special place to be. And that actually might be a place to be that's associated with flow states and creativity. Right. And, and other kinds. Integrating
0: external and internal environments. Yeah. So. So they're one in the same at that. And we were talking about synchrony between systems like um, two hearts beating as one um, where it becomes one. Entity. Two people become one entity. Uh, hearts are beating synchronously and the bodies are moving synchronously with the heart.
1: You're also talking about the nature of um like internally versus more internally versus more externally focused attention and how those moving between those might become more seamless, more integrated. Right. So if we're having two people who, who are so be- configured to have this more seamless and yeah. a couple, yeah, they're confused, fused together. You have this kind of Mobius strip
0: between them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Good way of putting it, yeah. Yeah, that's a very interesting, very nice uh, metaphor. I never thought of that. That's really nice, the Mobius strip. Yeah, because the internal and the external is all the same. There's no, uh, you move, in fact, that's a, a wonderful metaphor it's perfect metaphor that's exactly what i mean that uh, there's there's one surface between the internal and the external just like in the mobius strip there's no there's no outside in the i mean there's an outside of the mobius strip but the 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 upside and the downside of the mobius strip are all the same side that's the same exact idea that i that uh, is expressed with when, say, the theta and the alpha frequencies are identical.
1: You're also talking about um, a kind of evolutionary heritage involving hmm. um, harmonious coupling, where well, yeah, yeah. Like going back to like the like sharks yeah. and like one sw- once one swish of the tail. One flow, like one pulse of water over the gills, one heartbeat, one heartbeat, and then this being this principle potentially being part of what shapes uh, the arrangement of different rhythms.
0: Optimal, like, the optimal tuning of the body with the with the different systems, that the the somatic and the visceral are in synchrony. They're tuned together.
1: This is probably a story at least 500 million years old around the Cambrian explosion, if not in a way older, although maybe the specific rhythms got laid down around that we deal with. You know, the principle, though, could go back to like our common ancestors with C. elegans potentially,
0: even if it's like, well, I I, I mean, the the, the unifying principle might be uh, the that the the optimal uh, neural processes are based on the bodily structure and, and the functions. So I mean the say the the what what is fit for a human in terms of rhythmicity is uh, not appropriate for a hummingbird. Because the the bodily structures, the momentum of different bodily structures is highly different. And the nervous system has to be tuned, you know, for evolution, it's probably optimal to have the nervous system tuned to the bodily structures. I'm
1: thinking we can't take this metaphor. It might be hard to take it too far because it's like, at first I was just thinking about like, applying it to like the, the cognitive uh, affective engine, but actually locomotion, actually switching, like switching the the, the eigenmodes, switching the, the the patterns of, um, it, it might actually be like, even for moving around, like different modes for going at different speeds in, or in different ways. Sure. There might be some, like, it's actually.
0: Sure. Look, I mean, if, if uh, look at the, you know, the example uh, there's a wonderful example with, uh, say, seagulls landing on a post, and they go, uh, caw, caw, caw. Caw, caw, caw. The the vocalization is synchronized with the bodily with the wing movement. It's co co co. So, um, you know, we would make a, a a grunt, you know, if we if we um, say uh, push over a. a a dead tree you know push it and then it gives and go "Ah," like that that's a different kind of timing you a different use of the body than uh the the uh the vocalization related to locomotion in a say in in a bird flying and as a matter of fact you know i was thinking that maybe uh the the fact that vocalization is synchronized with bodily movements in birds might be a basis for long distance communication between birds. That is, that um, if another bird hears a particular call at a distance, they would recognize the, what it represents in movement. I mean, it could be kind of territorial display. Uh, there could be that kind of uh communication based on the synchrony between different motor outputs, vocalization, locomotion, they're synchronized.
1: It's they, a very intense coupling between mind and body. Right. Uh, for the sake of just getting the information aligned adaptively and, and for controllability.
0: And understanding. And understanding. your Understanding uh, uh, co- conspecifics in, in the species.
1: I wonder how much we're picking up on something a little bit like that in each other's voices.
0: Well, um, do we communicate like. like we do. Meso- co- you know, there's this there's a, there's a really interesting study by um, uh, Buyers, Paul Buyers. He was at Columbia. Uh, he had this film. I, I can't. I don't remember if you mentioned it. He has a film of three Eskimos standing around a fishing hole, and what he did was analyze um, in in high speed video, actually movie at the time. Uh, he analyzed their movements, their their slight movements, just sh- slight changes in posture, and um you know one one eskimo is standing w- with a pole and he moved his hand down the pole a little bit and the other eskimo was sitting down on, on a stool with the fishing line in the in the in the hole in the ice and you know he he adjusts his posture and the third guy is is shifts his um you know leg from one leg to the other because he was standing on you know one leg or the other and what Byers showed was that when he, when he analyzed when in time each of those moments occurred, they were all occurring, he, if he, he, he put in the alpha rhythm, 12 per second, and it turned out that each movement, there were many waves in between, many, many alpha periods in between but when they when they made a, a slight change in their posture, it was they were all making it at, at the same phase
1: of it this, the upstate.
0: What it was the upstate? With like the upstate, is. yeah. So that and and he said that's a basis of social communication that we're on the same wavelength as a uh, you know as a, as it were, even though you know it's it's not. It, it was all virtual, it's all virtual, but they were all making, whenever they moved, it was always at some uh, integer, <laughs> integer period. I don't know how to expra- explain that, but if you had an imaginary alpha wave going, whenever they made a movement, it would be at a particular, at the same phase of this, um, of this alpha rhythm.
1: And you were saying that this is for alpha, um, and this was an update for me. Um, it, it's not just like a passive sampling from the environment, but it's also a peak sensory
0: motor coupling. Uh, right, because that, that that was Lindsley's thing with with the um, the fastest reaction time, and that's a motor where they press the button. That's a motor response in response to the visual input to the to the strobe flash. You know, he told them press the button as soon as you see the flash.
1: I didn't realize so, that. And and so that's, I guess it's, it's like a Mobius weave, like depending on how many Fisher people we have, like each one is sending and receiving from the
0: environment, moving and perceiving. Um, in some, like, oh, kind, oh, of, in some kind of, along some kind of wave when the communication is occurring.
1: But, but probably, you know, maybe not everyone, but they're pretty...
0: Uh, these are uh, uh, weakly coupled oscillators. are And, and it- unconscious. Uncon- I mean, in, this kind of, in that kind of social movement, uh, was unconscious, but they were all in tune with each other. Hmm.
1: Unconscious deep coupling of their consciousnesses and their unconsciousnesses.
0: And, and, and the motor system—not only consciousness, it but the—seems mo-
1: to be true. But, but is, it's, not, it's not, though. It's what you'd expect from nature, like. But it's just—it's—it's it's, it's almost like you know. There's like a cynicism that comes up. It's like no, but no.
0: Like what would you expect? So the thing is that, you know, to maybe to the extent that we respond to that kind of stuff that has evolved over a million years. Uh, that leads to optimal functioning as opposed to if we interfere with that by, you know, external demands, uh, you know, uh, then then we, we screw it up. And you know so so maybe the, you know, it's optimal to be able to uh, enable <clears throat> enable ourselves to, be responsive to our unconscious um, signals. Well, they're there and they're affecting us, and they're affecting even our motor, our, our motor responses, our motor activity. And uh, it's probably evolutionary, evolutionarily healthy to respond to that to the extent you know to at to some. respond to a period but that could be interfered with by you know external demands you know like a traffic light um
1: checking your phone
0: like uh, checking the phone Uh, broken broken moderns broken moderns yeah i mean interfere all those kinds of external demands that are not related to our internal state um they put a strain on uh, uh, the interaction between our internal and external parts
1: i wonder what that was like to like grow up into that and to not be so symbolic and arrhythmic that we like outcompeted that way of being like what would
0: that be like well it's like we you can look at the look at the animals who don't have those kinds of um, external demand i mean Like a pack Pack of of, wolves hunting together. Pack of wolves hunting together. But on the other hand, you know, I mean, there are uh, certainly animals are confronted with external uh, realities, demands, you know, like uh, rain, for example. You know, that doesn't correspond to their. It it, it imposes uh, external demands, but then obviously. They have succeed. They have su- survived rain. They've survived cold and heat. So uh, the, it's, it's probably there's pro- there is great flexibility in in the systems. I think they're loosely coupled. Uh, loosely coupled, yeah. This adapt capacity. Ad- so ad- it's, adaptive yeah. capacity, sure. Uh, there is adaptive capacity, and you know probably. The, the more adaptive capacity that an organism is confronted with, or on a, on an evolutionary basis, the more flexible they have to be. And probably, you know, that's why that's why I think that, um, you know, think of an example of a uh, a squirrel jumping from one tree limb to another. Better get and, that. Right. What? You better get that right. Better get it right. Uh, And and, uh, you know, the distance between branches is uh, variable and the the wind velocity at the moment is variable and they have to calculate how hard they how, how much force they have to use to make the jump from one branch to another. I mean, that must be consciousness. They must have a form of consciousness. Because it's adaptive to be able to make those computations. So they would have
1: b- both like the, the visual and also, I guess, on whatever branch they're on. Proprioceptive. Yeah, they can basically they're, and somehow integrate between what they're seeing of the next one and the branch they're on. And right. somehow take the information of how they're
0: calibrating themselves. And how it's moving even in the wind. Yeah. And, and how much they've eaten, you know, how, how, how heavy or light they are. I mean, all these are factors that they take into consideration in, before they jump. It's bu- like a, you know that, because that's ballistic. They have period. to make a ballistic computation. Mm-hmm. So, I'm sure that require that's. I'm sure that's. They're conscious at some at some level. I mean, it's it must be, uh, you know, recognition or. Uh, even even recognition of their own species you know it's got to be awareness you know animals have to be aware it just you know and the more the more complex their interaction with the environment is the more the the more bigger their brains are there's probably some sort of like
1: embodied mental simulation of they imagine themselves doing it to some extent before they leap. And this is sort of like, probably yeah. that, it's like adjusting the actual deployment and maybe is even part of the mechanism due to like the overlap of the networks that like actually adjusts their jump. So there's like, uh, like, a, like they're going forward. There's like an initial, like peel out, like initial, like, what's this going to be like? And then they do it.
0: Can I do it? Can I do it? Can I do it? Yeah. Is it, is it close enough? Do I have enough strength to, to get from here to there? To, to make the leap from here to there? Or, you know, do I have a busted leg? You know, I mean, I'm sure they make those computations. They have to, if they succeed, to the extent that they succeed. You know, but that's been developed over millions of years.
1: but one of the things you would want consciousness for is basically um, to you don't have millions of years to learn the right or rather you don't have millions of years of trial and error because you'll be there is in the terms of evolution. But like you want to get it right. You, you want your hypothesis to die in your side. <laughs> you don't want to be. Yeah. Yeah.
0: No. Yeah. It's a hypothesis testing. <laughs> it has to be. I mean that's not purely inst- quote instinctive it's got to be computed and learn and, and adjusted and flexible it's a skill a developed skill
1: seems like it, the flexibility in terms of there might be like a natural amount of flexibility Built in as long as you're close yeah. enough to right. move this place. But if you go too far, the system might not be able to adjust. So it's like the, the the group, like it's raining, and like I don't know, the wolves are calling each other, or the 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 rat or the the um, squirrel is, is like thinking can it make the leap? But it's like if it's within a certain range, you can do like some micro and maybe like macro adjustments of certain range, but if you're too far away, uh, it might be hard for like this sort of um, dynamic recount like re- self-organization, by which you would adjust
0: to to find the yeah. and 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 a young a young inexperienced individual organism uh, would fail would make a mistake would not make the correct computation, and we would think that's cute. Good thing you there's. A baby, a baby doing something, you know, maladaptive. As long as they don't kill themselves, but uh, you know, if they make a mistake like that, we think it's cute. If Which brings close- up the whole thing about humor, you know, a whole, the whole concept of what we consider to be funny. But that's a whole different uh, that's a whole different topic.
1: I actually like to loop around to that, but it's like if you're, little, <laughs> you're close to the ground, you're not that heavy, and you're covered in padding. So it's like, it's okay. It's like, there's, but if you were like, you know, a full, you know, I don't know, like you're, you're a full grown mountain goat or something, and you're trying to make the leap and your footing goes and you're like mid cliff, that might not be so funny anymore. That might, that won't be cute. That's just a tragedy. Right. I I have a, interesting what you think is, I've, a while back, I started wondering whether all humor involves the rapid alleviation of anxiety. Oh, yeah.
0: Does that sound compelling? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Or it produces anxiety. I mean, yeah, there's something about and, you know, what is anxiety? Anxiety is the anticipation or the expectation of something bad happening something disagreeable not uh, uh, something uh, undesirable happening that, that's what anxiety is uh, that's i mean that's what i that's what i think that um according to eric Fromm, uh the, the the psychiatrist in the 1950s with his book the art of loving he said uh anxiety is the fear of loss of contact in its various metaphoric and and actual ways. So a fear of abandonment, or ostracism, or uh, uh, rejection, or criticism, all those things, uh, which is ultimately, metaphorically, the loss of contact with another individual, the mother, um, that is primordial anxiety. That would the, be a the, mortal threat for
1: being such the more,
0: a yeah the the and the ex the expectation that that contact will be lost is the essence of what he considered to be anxiety
1: socrates chose hemlock over exile i always found that to be interesting
0: Hmm, I, I didn't realize that I never knew why he chose hemlock, or why I didn't even—I didn't know he chose it. <laughs>
1: I don't know either, but that just came to mind.
0: I thought he had. Yeah, he was given it. Hmm. The yeah, so humor. It may be. Uh, if I mean, say. Somebody slipping on a banana peel. Uh, Why is that funny? Because uh, it's something undesirable if it happened to us. But since it's not happening to us, it's a relief. So it's maybe the humor. Is the relief of the anxiety because, and we, we uh, if we have to make if if we have to exert make it, make make an exertion, and that exertion gets resolved, it's a relief, and we may vocalize like let's say uh, pushing over a dead tree push 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 and then it falls and we go ha we we vocalize that success it's a relief of the it's an expression it's it's an expression of ex, it's a release of excess energy because we have ex, we have made an exertion we're exerting our force against the tree and then it gives and we don't have to exert that force anymore. And so that uh, excess tension that we have built up is suddenly released. And we, we say, we grunt, or we say, ah, or we laugh. It's the, that laughter is the release. Uh, it's, uh, we don't, we don't need to, Exert that force anymore, and you know it opens up the, the the release valve, and it's the expression of it's like it's easier to vocalize than to actually push. So when we don't have to push anymore, that built up uh, muscle tension results in vocalization that's an expression of of our it's an it's it's one way that we can uh release the uh uh the the energy that we have uh uh commanded you know uh, that we have uh developed to um to do something and then suddenly it's released and that could be a grunt or it could be laughter, because the laughter is the same thing. And so if we're tense, because we know what's going to happen when the guy steps on the banana peel, if it was us, because we, we know what we recognize what that is, then we get tense, because we know what's going to happen. And then it happens, but it doesn't happen to us. So we laugh.
1: It's like the principle of least action in physics applied to like neural dynamics in terms of like the the, the least path of resistance the least amount of energy having to be expended it's like it'll well, be the quickest the quickest attractors like
0: well i mean that's the vocal you mean the vocalization
1: vocalization so it's like instead of like actually like the the it's a symbol yeah it's
0: virtual it's a virtual exertion.
1: I'm wondering about, like, parallels now between, um, like, like, so the way, you know, you were originally describing, like, climax is governed by this high threshold system, uh, seems like there's a lot of similarity here in terms of, like, laughter, in addition to having this, um, um, uh, efficient, uh, set of flow paths, the efficient direction of energy, but there seems to be a thresholding. And I'm wondering if there's like a sim, similar like brainstem pattern generator, which has basically, you don't want to like arbitrarily let it go, just like the way you're describing, like you don't want to like climax arbitrarily. That would be a bad situation. It has to be high thresholded. And so if you're, especially if like you're a prey animal or or any, if you're a predator, you just don't want to laugh at the wrong time. But then once you do, you go into this like rhythmic burst mode. And I'm wondering whether you are in this kind of same kind of ecstatic entrainment that you are in with, like we we're talking earlier about like the, 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 the eight hertz contraction of like, was it the epididymis or whatever, or, or the, the, the uh, a, a bubble, bubble, muscle. bubble cavernosa muscle? And like the 10 hertz at the rectum. I'm wondering if there's like a kind of you're generating this signal and being entrained by it and I'm wondering if at laughter there's kind of a similar sort of like bi-directional driving that like makes you fuse with it I mean and- the
0: frequency the the frequency is of the laugh uh is a carryover from the frequency well uh that that it's a, a it's a shift into a different system, a shift of the exertion. But but are you talking about laughter? What laughter after orgasm?
1: Well, actually, that's an interesting connection. I um, mean, uh, maybe so I'm, thinking, I'm thinking just the of like an the, annex-
0: rhythmic, the rhythmicity that was that generated the orgasm. When the orga after the orgasm occurs, there's still residual rhythmicity, but it gets shunted to a non. To a different system, which is the the uh, the I mean, and, and maybe it's egg, the, the 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 energy buildup that led to the orgasm uh, doesn't immediately stop at orgasm, but it uh, the the uh, you've set you've set there's inertia in the system, and now the uh, since the the or, the muscles the the head, the big muscles. The big body muscle leg back uh, uh, arm those big muscles that we used in the rhythmicity leading up to orgasm uh, now are no, no longer used and but that the inertia of that rhythmicity now is shunted to the vocalization system which dissipates the energy but it's it's dissipated. Uh, at its own uh, at its own optimal frequency, which may be a little bit uh, less have less inertia, less momentum than the heavy muscles, and uh, the, the so so. But it's also rhythmic, rhythmical, and it just gets expressed through the through the vocal through the laughter or the vocalization that kind of vocalization. But that, I mean, that would have to be tested empirically. I think we should. I mean, you know, what, I what are the
1: rhythms? There, I'm glad you took us there. That's like, um, yeah, so it, it's like you're having this, um,
0: yeah, the, the way that one can spill over into the other. I mean, I think it happens in the case of, of sniffing. You know, in the case of sniffing behavior, uh, that's exploratory sniffing behavior in the rats. Where the the whiskers and the and the inhalation are synchronized uh, and you know and optimally synchronized with the heartbeat, like in the shark. Um, but then, if they find food or if they find water, they start chewing or licking at the same frequency, at the same seven per second frequency. So the sniffing and the sniffing and and um, and whisker whisk the whisking and the sniffing are occur, it's at seven per second. And then when the animal shifts to drinking or eating, the 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 link licking movements and this, or the chewing movements are at seven per second also. So it's like just shift. So there's like a pacemaker, like a clutch going from, you know, it's a pacemaker going from controlling the sniff the explore, exploration and the eating and the drinking
1: so should i think so i was thinking that like so in that case they're both already aligned at the high theta of or the theta of of the rodent but in in the case of laughter for at least like human that seems to be probably look i think it's more like theta and the i guess the the sexual acts might also be pegged there but then when you go into like it depends on which we're talking about. So I guess it is that inter-regime, but I'm wondering in, in like laughter, should I think of that as like one ha is one like upstate or should I think of like a, two events, both the like the expression and then like the in-between, like even though it's like, it might be like ha ha ha, is that actually like six events and not three? Like if it's like gross enough in, it, in its expression, how does the nervous system register that?
0: Well, it's probably probably that it uh, links into the uh, reflexive respiration mechanism. I mean, there's some is obviously some external driver that's driving the uh, the rate at which each ha is expressed, but then. That is probably also. Um, I mean, it has to. It's probably integrated also with the with just the the uh, 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 inspiration expiration reflex mechanism. The, so so once the the once the exhalation is produced, then maybe the it, it just the the reflexive reciprocal relationship between expiration and inhibition and, and inhalation. Uh, is uh, kicked in is is, is it's kicked kicked in, so it's you know it's one it's one rhythm triggering another a different rhythm.
1: If I'm really laughing though, even if it's just like like maybe that rhythm is, uh, it, it feels like, especially if like it's a point where you, like you can't even catch your breath. Like, oh well, that, yeah, it I mean, feels like two two, like the inhale too is a salient event. It's like, a, and then the, yeah,
0: but but I. I, I it may not. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if if it's if the same. I you know the. I guess the question is, uh, does the mechanism that produces the laughter exhalation also produce uh, laughter inhalation, or does it? Activate the exhalation reflex that then kicks in the inhalation reflex. You know, is it is it loosely coupled? Ox- I guess the question is: Is it one oscillator? You're at what the to, to to rephrase to paraphrase what you're saying? Is it one oscillator that is producing the the uh, exhalation and the inhalation? Or is it, is it two loosely coupled oscillators, one that gives the trigger and the other that responds to a trigger by stimulating reflexively the opposing movement? Potentially
1: modulating how much of an inhale you need. Yeah.
0: So, yeah. But... You know, and probably in the example and that you at the level of consciousness, those being
1: registered, maybe separately.
0: Yeah, yeah. But, but to use your example of uh, when you can't catch your breath, maybe it's that the uh, the it intensity, could. the intensity of the uh, pulse is so great that it overrides the the reflex uh, mechanism. And you can't catch your breath because the the it's too intense for the the reciprocal uh, in expiration, inspiration reflex. You know, because that's a basic thing. I, that's what that's what regulates our unconscious breathing. The I mean, it's a reflex mechanism. We don't have to think about it. It's unconscious. We don't have to think about it. There clearly there are brainstem uh, inspiration and expi- expir- exhalation. There's a, a very complex uh, reflex mechanism in the brainstem, and actually multiple uh, expiration, in, in, inspiration reflexes. So um, those are intrinsic, and they they operate when we when we're sleeping, you know, when we're unconscious. Um, so it, it's it, it's possible that they can be overridden by a powerful drive of, of you know an extreme. Drive and you know that leads to our not being able to catch our breath because we're laughing so hard in those rare occasions.
1: <laughs> I'm really glad you took us here because, like, um, yeah, I was actually just thinking of, of just but thinking of an analogy between like the, the phenomenology and maybe, and maybe the mechanisms of orgasm and laughter, but this uh, not just the, the similarity in terms of maybe their expression but also their over-functional overlap and the way that one can move between the other, um, that seems extremely rich in terms of like, uh, like, like there, there, there's many ways that I might wanna think about it. Like um, to the extent that like with the laughter or the humor model, that it is this anxiety that's been being released um, because some means has been found of recontextualizing it or, or, or moving your attention away from the anxiety provoking thing. But the, it seems like the, you might be like, have this tension building up during the sexual act and then around orgasm, that itself would trigger the, I guess the, the avalanche, the, the, the snowball of like, the anxiety is coming down. And so that would have itself this functional overlap with, and mechanistic overlap with humor but also you're already, it's not just that like the the anxiety coming down is happening, but you're already motorically in this general sense of the controller too being at the same, it's a tractor dynamics, having this inertia. They're already well-placed to switch into the other like rhythmic entrainment with your body of laughter. So it's like, you're already heavily entrained by the sexual act, and at orgasm, maybe it's you're, you're reaching peak entrainment. And then there you have this highly synchronized system already close to another one that you can switch into of, 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 of laughter. And and an and experience. Yeah. It's, it's, wild. <laughs> it's yeah. Really
0: wild. It's wild. It's incredible. The complexity is really impressive the 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 um, the the the, the commun- combinations and permutations of different systems is really really uh impressive
1: it's like staggering. infinite complex.
0: i would say it's infinite what what it's
1: staggeringly complex but it's also like really elegant
0: yeah it's, it's elegant
1: yeah. Than these principles like like the the shark swimming it's like these harmonic couplings it's like these yeah and the permutations of them like you're saying is
0: yeah. You can hook into the link into them from different all different angles, input, different perspectives. Yeah. Yeah, it's really uh
1: I wonder with this. Impressive. So some people would like uh push back against this idea of like inertia or discharge, but to me it sounds completely like rigorous especially if like we're considering like their evolution. But some people would say like, oh, it's, it's psychodynamic.
0: No, I, I, I mean, I think, you know, to call it energy and, and tension, I, I think of it in terms of very literal terms of muscle contraction. The energy is the energy and the tension is muscle tension, the feeling of muscle tension. It's It's not a, it's not a, not a, a, you know, it's not a flaky out there. It's a, you know, real energy is, is the, um, the force of, you know, it takes energy to push over a dead tree. Uh, that's takes muscle exertion and force. It's, it's force. It's, it's voluntarily exerted muscle activity. That's, that's what I'm, that's what we're talking about with energy and, and inertia, it all has to do with, you know, how fast we can move our muscles because of the mass of the muscles and our strength. And um, So, you know, that's what I mean by inertia and energy uh, and tension. I, I mean it in very concrete bodily terms, in very it's, physical, physical bodily terms. Physical
1: inertia, as in like there is a mass and it has a velocity and there's exactly yeah
0: it's it's not it's not an abstract it's not abstract i'm not talking about abstract
1: energy you're talking like spring constants along the muscle spindle and yeah i'm talking
0: about physical stuff
1: well i'd actually go also abstract in terms of like this is like you're just describing this like intense coupling of the neural rhythm and the physical rhythm and so you're getting these coherent attractor dynamics in among the loosely coupled op- oscillators, and it isn't quite physical inertia, but I, I think it probably has many of the same properties in terms of like the steerability. That like once it's established, the switching it has like a momentum and an, an abstract kind of momentum. Yeah, but it's
0: all linked to the bodily system, the actual physical bodily system. I mean, the Grounded nervous in, system. Yeah. The, the nervous system is is uh, is tuned to that. It controls that. You know, if we we can't do that if if, if we, with significant brain damage, so it's it's a it's a a, a a close coupling between the muscles and the nervous system. So both controlling and of con- uh-huh. controlling and responding. Yeah, uh-huh. I mean it's 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 linked. You know, think of of you know all the things that we're talking about. And the time it takes for us to do it and think of a hummingbird and what it can do uh in in you know in the same amount in the same amount of time it can go you know 50 times faster because it has so much less mass look at, i mean you can the wing movements in, in in the hummingbird we can't even see them we can't even see individual wing movements but those muscles are contracting and relaxing and contracting and relaxing so fast that they're beyond our flicker fusion frequency, which is what? 20 per second, something like it's that. Just a blur, 24 per second. What? So it's just a blur. It's just a blur. Yeah. So our 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 nervous systems aren't tuned to a hummingbird's nervous system. And they wouldn't have to be because. The and they system. don't have to be because. The scales, that we, which the, we the scales of the yeah. muscle, the muscle involvement is. We is break complete. ourselves if we tried that. That's right. We couldn't do it. Yeah. Physically, we couldn't do it. And so the hummingbird's uh, nervous system is tuned to its bodily to it, the muscle, its the muscles, the sizes of its muscles, which are much much smaller and and much uh, uh, can move much faster than ours. So, you know, it's it's not a question of whether it's the nervous system or the body. It's it's they're tuned to each other in in in, in the various organisms, and they have different optimal tuning
1: i'm wondering if we get in addition to this tuning you would expect both through evolution and development for this optimal coupling whether there's like an even like another at a higher level expectancy where it's like you you have a sense for momentum you have a sense that like certain things will require like a certain amount of time to turn around. right
0: well, that's proprioception proprioceptive uh, learning. I mean we spend all our our infant years learning all that stuff.
1: I wonder if this becomes like an intuition and a set and, and I'm wondering if this like itself provides like another kind of momentum because of the it's like you have the physical Newtonian momentum. you have the momentum. Of the attractor dynamics of the tuned system and i'm wondering if there's an additional momentum of your expectancy of these other momentums
0: well yeah i mean but we we teach ourselves that it's biofeedback during our infant years when we we uh the, body's the teacher. Uh, we 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 learn we teach ourselves how to lift the glass to our to our mouth. You know, we not too fast, not too slow, and to adjust to the whether the glass is full or half empty or empty. Uh, I mean, because we have to adjust our proprioception. And you know, we watch babies do it wrong, and we laugh. But that they're, they're learning they're teaching themselves what is required. in all these, how, you know, how we use our body that we, that's what we spend all our infancy doing. That's all we do is, you know, know, where do we, where do, if we want to, if we want to suck our thumb, you know, we don't stick it into our eye. We have to learn, we have to teach ourselves what we have to to do to get our thumb into our mouth or our toe, a big toe into our mouth. You know, we, 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 we are teaching ourselves all these things about inertia and and time and uh, you know what what our bodies are capable of doing and what they're not capable of doing so
1: i've been thinking somewhere along those terms that this having the body and as a teacher might be a very special situation um and that like like i'm thinking like an artificial intelligence how like We're just, we seem to be so much more effective learners than these systems. And I'm wondering if part of it is that you have this near ideal learning curriculum from the body and that it's like uh, the ability of the body to constantly be teaching the organism, both the thing that is controlled and, and the richness of the input and the constraints and the, and like, forcing yeah. to learn this one thing,
0: which is a common point for everything else. Yeah, we- but it's, you. All, we also have to recognize that it's extremely complex. And that's why it takes years from, you know, from the time that we're born until, say, the time of the two or more. I mean, we are learn that continuously, you know, as adults learning particular skills. Uh, bowling, golf, you know, any sports, uh, cont- you know, relating our uh, the muscle tension, the timing, uh, the, the uh, force, the, the, the uh, time, for, time, distance, all that required in all the in different skills. You know, I mean, maybe at the beginning, we're really more focused at, in our earliest infancy, we're really more focused on our body itself in relation to a simple environment, but then, but, and, and that in itself is extremely complex. That's why it takes so long to learn it. Even if you're not using tools, just like without our, tools, our just, system. just our body, I forget. Just tools. Not poking your no, eye. That's not yeah. you know, getting your thumb into your mouth and not into your eyeball.
1: There's a lot of degrees of freedom on this thing.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. And it takes time to learn that, you know, and it's very funny to us, to us, to watch, you know, mistakes that the baby makes, you know, of sticking its finger into its eye you know, and crying, and then we're not that strong. What? I think otherwise it wouldn't be so funny. Yeah. Yeah. So all that, it takes a long time to learn that. And then we learn it. We continue to learn it, you know, in our skills uh, throughout life. I mean, it's extremely complex and that's why it takes so long. The, The computation. You know, to, to compute uh, throwing a basketball from the end of the court into the, you know, to swish it into the, into the basket, it's incredibly complex. Or to, to swing, a, swing a bat at a ball coming at you at 100 miles an hour and hitting it when it's moving in an er, uh, erratic path, you know, a curve or a sinker, I mean, all those things—the kind of computation and the speed of the computation—to adjust the body, the body, the, 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 this massive muscle, the mass of our muscles—to to move this heavy bat and our muscles uh, in the right position and with the right tension as this missile is coming at us at 100 miles an hour—you know, hardball. In be- in baseball, and then to actually hit it with enough force to send it out of the uh, out of the stadium, you know, to hit a home run. I mean, that is an incredible, incredible complexity, computational complexity. If you just think about every every instant and how it fast the computation is going on.
1: Yet 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 learnable,
0: just just learnable, and enough. yet possible, yet
1: not possible. chance. Yeah. And 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 it's and, and really impressive. We, we with play and sports, we we keep bootstrapping our ways.
0: That's right. We, we keep, keep learning. Games. We keep improving because keep learning all the options. So I, I like um like any direction. Like, well, the
1: contingencies. The one direction I'd like us to go at some point soon is um. Okay, so it's it's over an hour now. Oh, so I have to go. But the one place yeah. later is um. Uh, uh, quasi-homuncular ideas of minds, like the, the way that like minds, so I've been thinking that these embodied learning curricula have a legacy that's made basically em- embodiment, the fundamental organizing principle of, of mind, and that it's, it's the, it's the dominant, dominant informational object in mind, like to say that the mind is radically embodied is almost an understatement, And I feel like you have a very similar intuition and and have developed ideas along these lines. And I'd like to uh, pick your brain about those later. So.
0: Okay, I'm not Can you phrase it again in a concise way? I'm not sure what what you're getting at. So um, I know
1: you've uh, written things about um, like within the mind, um, Things that are almost like homuncular, like as like representations or organizing principles and right. part of consciousness. Okay. And um, I'm thinking part of the reason uh, that this might be like part of the reason we get there, or this might be the case, is because of the way that minds are bootstrapped in this embodied way, the way in which you have. Oh, this- I
0: understand. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. So sure. I'd like to go
1: into that territory at some point. We don't have to do it next sure. time. Sure.
0: To- in other words, we yeah. we think in bodily terms. I I would put it that way that our thoughts are um, uh, affected by our bodily structures. So something like that. But if if that's what you if it's the direction if, I'm driving. Okay, I got it. Okay. All right. Yeah. Sure. Okay. <laughs> Always interesting. You know, things I never think about. I mean, I think about it, but I, I never. You know, it's, it's really very stimulating to have these conversations with you, because I,
1: you.
0: I, I, you know, sort of, it, it, it clarifies things for me. Me too. Good. Okay. So have a great week. You too. And see you next Monday. Same time, same station. I think so. That's what they used to say on the radio. Remember? I might other... try YouTube live, but we'll see.
1: What? I might try YouTube live, but this seemed to work. But Oh, I see what you mean. Okay. I'll try to see if I get the trouble shot before then. But...
0: Oh, whatever. Okay. Have a good week. You too. Take Bye. care.